Super Saturday Sport. With Mark, the Statsman Orange. Welcome back to the Super Saturday Sport Show. Have on the line from an overcast Yaroa on this Saturday morning at Roman Cosatalk. All things Cox Plate, Mooney Valley on a good four. How are you, Roman? I'm going well, thanks, Stats. And, you, and what about you? Yeah, I'm going really well, Roman. Been great since Collingwood won the flag, to be honest. <laughs> oh, well, uh, let's say we, uh, let's say if I do a little bit better than backing Sultan in the Cup last week, gosh, that was a, a kick in the tummy uh, to start the race off with losing by six lengths at the start. But yeah, it, it probably would have been right in the finish had it not done so, but yeah. it's got a terrible habit of that. And we've got one in the Cox Plate militarise that sort of does the same thing. Oh well, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna back Sulcum in the cup for a place anyway to get my money back. So, well, anyway, we'll worry about the Cox Plate first. What would you think of the winner without a fight? Yeah, I thought it was an excellent effort. It was like I looked at the replays a couple of times, and uh, I must admit I thought the Queensland four might have been a little bit suspect. But I mean, no, I know Queensland and other horses have come down and won the race before. But uh, I guess you have got to kick them out. But uh, yeah, I thought they were the um, I thought they were the best. The first two, uh, first three place getters were terrific runs, and I, I couldn't knock Sulcum's effort. Be quite honest, it was a huge run to finish as close as it did. Um, uh, but alas, and that's the way it is. I, I really couldn't see anything finishing behind them winning the cup at this stage. Stats, unless something happens on next Saturday on Derby Day, you know, as a lead-up race or something. But yeah, it'd be interesting times there. Look, I the. the on the Queensland form, we we actually saw incentivise come through that Queensland form as well to win a uh, a Caulfield Cup, of course. And what they're doing more with the Queensland races up there in the winter months is just getting them fit for the spring. So yeah. don't don't worry about too much about what they're beating, but it's more about them getting fit and into the spring and in the races like the Caulfield Cup. Yeah, to get the mileage in the legs is probably what they're uh, more interested in up there. But that's last week. This week's stats. Uh, shall we get stuck into the Cox Plate? Yeah, get into it. It's race nine. It's on at ten minutes past five o'clock this afternoon. We're on a good four, Roman. What are your thoughts? Okay, I'm I'm going with Gold Class. Um, I thought it's running the Caulfield Cup was excellent. Uh, that sensational uh, Turnbull win was something uh, something to actually see. Um, it was a great first up run at this track. Uh, beaten only one point one lengths, going sixty two. Uh, and um, I think it's got an excellent chance in this particular race. Uh, and I notice it's got blinkers again, which uh, kind of surprises me. Of course, it's had as many starts as it's had. Well, how many starts is that? 40, uh, not 40, um, how many starts is that? 23 runs. So I was a bit surprised, but who can knock that stable? So you're on gold trip, Roman number five? Yes, please. Yep. Um, my second pick is a bit of a wild guess, but only because of the trainer, Aidan O'Brien. I'm going for Victoria Road. Uh, overseas, the first up run was a flat, then it improved second up, and uh, it has won the Group One race over in Keeneland, one of those Breeders' Cups heats for three-year-olds, which uh, a highly uh, prestigious type of race. It's got the perfect barrier, beach in a board. Um, it will get back a little bit. It's not a front runner or anything like that. And speaking about front runners, isn't the early part of this race going to be interesting with Zaki, Alligator Blood, and Mr. Brightside probably pushing up a little bit and. I heard Dan mention this morning that he believes the three-year-olds need to go forward. Well, that could be an issue as well. And I heard a bit of a whisper that they talked about King Colorado definitely going forward. So I don't know. You know, you hear these little whispers, but you're never really sure whether it's 
uh, being made up or just, uh, you know, whatever. I'll put Victoria Road in for a second only because of Aidan O'Brien. I think he's the world's best trainer and I think it'd be hard to dispute that and um, he's not come all the way over here to uh, just have a look at the track. He wants to win the race. Uh, I'm going with your uh, favourite alligator blood for third. What a bulldog he is. Uh, he's a career best at the moment. Look, he got beaten just over two lengths last year, but it was on a wet track, which didn't totally suit him. And, boy, 14 races he's won on dry tracks, and you'll just about marry him if he wins on Cox Plate today, wouldn't you, Stats? And I love Gay Waterhouse, who's always confident with her horses, but uh, <laughs> she's really giving it a push. And, like, when it won the Caulfield Stakes, that just ticked that 2,000-metre box for me. And oh, I'm all over it today, the blood. Yeah, I, I look, I basically had no problem with the 2000 last time uh, because both its defeats the previous time were on wet tracks, which I don't reckon's the best one, even though it uh, has a bit of a crack. So um, we were, Tim was talking, uh, not Tim, uh, Dan was talking this morning about the track, or was it you talking about the track being a little bit drier later on? That'll suit Alligator Blood for sure. Uh, I've made King Colorado my fourth. I thought it was a huge run in the Caulfield Guineas. It was three wide all the way. Um, and um, with young Michael D, who's absolutely starring as a jockey these days, he he's, he's really come out, come out of his own age uh, over the last 12 months or so. And I think its price compared to Militarise is way out of the zone a little bit. I think it's $26, and I, I think King Colorado's are worth a bit of a crack at that price. Uh, for, uh, for fifth, I've put in um, number nine, uh, really only on a sentimental basis, stats, Jewess. Uh, only because of Damien Oliver. He's drawn barrier one. And if you can remember him, Yonksigir, what was that horse that he rode that came through on the fence? Uh, Dane Ripper? Dane Ripper, that's the one. I backed it that day. Yeah, yeah. 1997. Never forget it, I was there. I was actually in the grandstand watching over the uh, winning post when it won. Yeah, well, there you go. So you'll remember getting that beautiful rails run? Yeah. Oh, it was screamed down the road. Just, yeah, great run. Yeah, it was fabulous. And I'm sort of thinking, wonder if he'll ever deja vu going back to, what was it, about 1997 or something? It was for Bart Cummings, too. Yeah, well, he, if, if it dashes through on the rails, you never know. It's luck's a fortune in this race. They're all sort of doing tricky things at the 600 going around, and uh, people forget that that rails can, can sometimes open up. So, anyway, that look, I'll make that my fifth one at the price. So, uh, my number's in order of 5, 10, Four, really confident about one of those three, as best you can with form. And my two roughies are 12 and 9. Uh, I'm with the same as you and Dan with Romantic Warrior. I've got issues there. Uh, they interviewed Jenny Chapman last night, at that, um, who used to be over here, and she's very highly esteemed. Yeah, I watched that. Yep. Oh, you saw that. And it, yep. I was interested in the part where she said that it won quite a few races over there during the COVID time when there were no crowds. Mm. She wondered why the horse got fractious last start. Now, as you know, it's not very quiet at Cox Plate, though, so it'll be interesting to see whether it um, G's up a bit. But certainly at $3.70, I'm the same as um, as you and Dan. I, I, you know, I'm prepared to let it go. Yeah, I'm prepared uh, to let it go as well. Uh, so you've got another strategy around it, like a trifecta or a first four or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll take um, I'll take one uh, set of trifectas with five, uh, four, uh, five, ten, and four to win with twelve and nine, and maybe a couple of others for third, and then I'll box those five numbers I've just given you uh, in the trifecta as well, and and, and in an exact. I'm, I'm going fairly easy. Look, 
It's hard to get value at Mooney Valley, isn't it? Because it's yeah. like little little fields, and although you're betting into that big pool at the, the international pool with the yeah. Hong Kong punters on the race, but uh, it, it is hard to get value out of the multiples at Mooney Valley. Yeah, well, it's the Cox Plate. You need something at big odds to get in there to make a good dividend. So I'm just hoping it's um, King Colorado or um, Juas will do it for me for trifectas. If I'm wrong, well, I'm wrong. I mean, it's it's a race where my top three could run unplaced. Wouldn't surprise, you know. It's yeah, you got to have a crack, though, don't you? That that's why that's why they call it uh, gambling. <laughs> and that's why a lot of us get it wrong all the time. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't have worked for a living for like. 30 or 40 odd years, Roman. And the rest for me. I started working in 1968. Thank you very much. Well, I was a year old then. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, look, That's what are your thoughts on the big race? Yeah, well, look, I'm sort of similar to you in a way. Look, I'm only going to do, like, I did a strategy last week where we spent $11 and got $18.30 back without a fight. So 66% on OR, O on ROI, which is, of course, return on investment. So we made a bit of a profit there. So Good. same strategy today. Uh, so we're going to bet, what have I got here? Five, seven, 11 again. So we're betting $11 again. Alligator blood for me, $3 to win. I'm getting very worried, though, that we're not getting a price, although it is out to $6 now. That That is a bit better, but they were backing it. Look, I'm going to have $2 on Mr. Brightside. It's from Yeroa, but... That's not the only reason. I think the Hayes camp will have it uh, cherry ripe for the two fouls, and I think it'll be better against Fangirl, Fangirl in Melbourne. Of course, uh, uh, Fangirl beat it in the King Charles up at Ramwick, but I think it might turn the tables a little bit. Now, there is a query and a massive one that's never ran to the distance, and I do get that, but I've just got the feeling that it might show something today, Mr Brightside. So $2 the win on it. The form in Melbourne's been immaculate throughout the spring as well. Victoria Road, for all the same reasons as you uh, pointed out there, Roman, with its, uh, of course, uh, we're getting $14 now for Victoria Road. It's quite amazing. And I'd rather have $2 on it than have something on Romantic Warrior at the 390. So, yeah. and its European form has been pretty good. And, and O'Brien doesn't bring them out here. Aiden O'Brien doesn't bring them out here for no reason. So, uh, they've got a very good record under Aidan O'Brien in the Cox Plate. Got to have two on Gold Trip as well. It was just a big run in the Caulfield Cup. Originally, it was set for a Cox Plate before things went awry when it first came to the country. It ended up winning a Melbourne Cup, as we all know, last year. Well, I can't let Zaki go around. Got to have a dollar on Zaki. Uh, Favourite two years ago for the race before an elevated temperature on the morning of the race uh, pulled it out. We're getting $20 currently. Damien Lane, great jockey. I, I just got to have something on Zaki. And I'm with you with Duas. I've got to have a dollar on it at the $31. Edward Cummings, of course. Bart Cummings, who we talked about with uh, Dane Ripper the year before. Yeah. Saintly winning the Cox Plate as well. Yeah. And uh, just, uh, the, just the story. We all know Damien Oliver is in his last spring campaign. And it's great to see him go out a winner in the Cox Plate. Oh, they'd bring the grandstand down, wouldn't they? Yeah, so that that's oh. the only, like, uh, look, I, I think Jewess could be in it for a long way. I'm just worried about probably the last 200 metres. Oh, well, don't forget it. Didn't it win the Australian Cup over 2,000? So yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, I know. That's, um, 
the distance, the issue is more with it that it gets back, and that's why yeah. I'm hoping that he'll ride it for luck on the rails and try and sneak through like Ollie can on, on some occasions. So. So that's the way I'm playing it today. $11 there to try and get a profit there. Gamble responsibly, of course. Always, mate, always. So, uh, yeah, so... I mentioned your, um, if you had any words of advice for a newbie punter, I've got two things jotted down. Yeah, away you go, Roman, why not? Yep. Look, if I was uh, starting again, I would only bet in 1,200-metre races only because Australia's a sprinting country and betting in these 2,000-metre-plus races, we're, guess, we're starting to gamble-gamble with what the ability of some of these over, overseas imports are like. So I'm thinking 1,200 metres because you've got two even 600-metre splits, so it's very easy to tell whether they went fast in the first half or slow. Makes it a bit easier to work out. And the other thing I would do is I would only bet in weight for age races. Uh, these handicaps drive me mad these days. Uh, so, uh, if I was saying to a young punter, yeah, I'd say bet 1,200 metres only, which will surprise a lot of people, and also in the other races, bet in weight for age races, because there you've got your best horses are yep. running around at distances. What about set weight and penalties? Yeah, look, you can put that in as well. I, I, I wasn't going to mention because I didn't want to confuse people, but um, yeah, set weights and penalties for sure, and set weights are another one. Uh, you know, races like the Derby and the Oaks where everything gets the same weight, uh, they're, they're also those. But the handicaps are becoming very hard to work out, stats, because there's so many races these days and all the different form lines, you know. Uh, but if you stick to one type of distance, like the 1,200 metres only, for instance, uh, that cuts the workload down and you can keep people who do times, well, they've only got one set of stats to follow you, if you know what I mean. Yep. What about yourself? What would you? What was your advice last week? Was bet sensibly. Well, of course, we always do that. But well, the first thing I you you got to work out why. Do you, what What are you trying to get out of it? So, are you trying to have it as pure entertainment, or are you trying to make something out of it? Are you trying to be a bit more serious? So you need to work that out within your head. If you're going to bet here, there, and everywhere, that's entertainment. Yes. You know, like I bet in Melbourne and Sydney and I have a couple of bucks. So I bet for entertainment. I get something back, oh, I'm happy with around 50 buck outlay. So, but if you're going to, you've got to work out in your own head, what what are you wanting from it? Because if you're going to bet everywhere, that's about entertainment. And it's designed, the more often you bet, it's it's more designed for you to lose. So you've you got to work that out where, where you want to go. Now, if, if you want to be a bit more serious about it, you've got to be disciplined. You've got to have the discipline to, to not bet where you feel there's bad value. And like you said, marry it up into maybe like wait for age racing, for example. And, and, and maybe only stick to one track. Yes, that's another thought. I, look, years ago when I used to do really well at the Greyhounds, when I had time, I learned that if I did one track only in Victoria, which at the time was Olympic Park, because I lived in Richmond. By Joe's, we knew every single dog back the front who raced at Richmond, but when you went to Sandown, they were all over the place, the Olympic Park dogs. So that's when we learned that moment you know, yes, a track, I, I, I would I would encourage that as well. Yeah, I had, a, I had a late friend of mine that only bet at Angle Park, and he knew every runner at Angle Park, times, trials, inside out. Yes. And uh, it's, it's all he ever bet. I don't know why he picked Angle Park in all the Greyhound uh, racing in Australia, but he picked Angle Park as he has his track, 
and he just stuck solid to it. So there's a couple of thoughts from me, Roman, on it. Yep, fair enough. All right, we'll leave that for uh, for people to digest. Now, what about next week? I've got a little thing about the whip strikes. <laughs> Would you like to talk about that next week? Yeah, we might wait and see about that one. But uh, what we might do, Roman, and we'll leave it there for now. We'll, we'll do it all again next week for the derby. No problems at all. I look forward to it. Steve. No worries. Uh, that, of course, was Roman. Cause live from Yarrara on this Saturday morning. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.